In a career spanning over three decades, Brannon House has distinguished himself as a leading voice in public broadcasting. With a legacy marked by groundbreaking achievements and an unwavering commitment to informing and engaging audiences across the nation. He's published 15 books and has been on over 3,000 radio and television programs. His daily radio program reaches millions worldwide across 67 radio stations. In 2006, Brandon launched the digital broadcast platform WorldviewTube.com that today is reaching millions with an international audience. And now, with a wealth of experience spanning 31 years, Brandon joins forces with General Michael Flynn and team on a mission to build the preeminent broadcast news network of our time, Patriot.tv. The landscape of broadcast news is being redefined, and American media will never be the same. This is Brandon House Live. Good evening and welcome to the broadcast. Glad you are with us. I'm going to be joined tonight by Joe Wolverton. We're going to talk about many issues. He just returned from the border, by the way. Then we're going to be joined by Tom DeWeese. And we're going to get a live report from Israel uh, as the media is telling us that it was Israel that killed 100 people in the Gaza Strip. Mm, not so fast. We have the report and we have the drone footage. And we have a lot of other things to tell you about tonight, including... How, how could it get any worse, you might ask? But uh, we apparently have somebody with a city council defending the idea of uh, sex dolls for those interested in pedophilia. By the way, have you ever seen the, um, the dude in a dress that's in charge of Space Force? There you go. Take a look at that. We'll hear from uh, Lieutenant Colonel Bree who says we should have inclus uh, intentional inclusivity in the military. Uh, do you think Putin's doing this? You think Putin is doing this? Oh, no, I don't think he's pushing the LGBTQ agenda in the, his military, because guess what? He actually wants to have a military that can win and fight battles. Now, that doesn't mean that Putin is some kind of lion of Christianity, as I heard some guy say a few years ago uh, with a radio network out of Mississippi, that because uh, Putin was opposed to the LGBTQ agenda, that made him a lion of Christianity. No, this makes him smart in, the, in regards to, you know, protecting his nation's, uh, well, let's see, say ability to procreate and have, have kids and hopefully have enough males to join the military. But then again, not, not, are we not as smart in America? Or is it that we've been infiltrated by cultural Marxists, enemies foreign and domestic, that are destroying our country? I think it is enemies that are destroying us from within. We also will play some other clips I think you'll find very interesting, including surveillance camera footage shows the moment the owner of a restaurant shot dead the Palestinian terrorist, terrorist who killed two Israelis at a gas station near the West Bank. Uh, we'll show that video footage to you tonight. A lot to get to. Let's start off right away with a big announcement before we go to Joe Wolverton. And the big announcement is right here, folks. Here it is. It launched late last night, Patriot.tv, Patriot.tv. <clears throat> of course, you know, we're live streaming on my channel that I built in 2006, Worldview Tube. We built Worldview Tube, the digital platform, a year after YouTube launched. That's right. That's how long we've been doing this. We had one of the first Roku channels, and we built up Worldview Tube and that technology. And now 
have been honored to become the chief operating officer uh, and president of Patriot.tv. And yes, I'm running both. So I'm not going anywhere with Worldview Tube. I'll keep running that. We're simulcasting my shows on both platforms. And so here is Worldview Tube. My team started working on January 16th. General Flynn, Mark Shepline, <clears throat> Floyd Brown, they all asked me if I would come on board after a 10-hour meeting in my house, in my home, in my home. 10-hour meeting on January 15th uh, asked me if I would, become, would come on board and help build Patriot TV from the ground up. And I said, absolutely, be honored to do so. We worked out the, um, the vision and uh, the parameters for what we wanted to do. And we are going to be completely different than most of the networks you see out there. One way we're going to be different is that we are putting people on who many of them have a long track record in broadcasting. They have amazing bios. They have years of experience in radio and or television. And we're not putting podcasters up, folks. Got people sitting at a card table in their basement. Nothing wrong with that if that's how they need to start out. We're building a real legitimate television network. And that's why you're seeing me at a news desk, why you see Jason Lewis with his new show. One of the first guys I called and said, I got to get you over here at Patriot. We, uh, we built him a studio in Florida. We have uh, one that's being built in Florida, another one being built in Florida today, and then another one being built in Florida after that, and then another one being built in Florida after that. That makes four studios in Florida. Can someone tell me what's going on? What's going on? What's, what, what's with all these people that we've got working with us that live in Florida? Yeah, my wife would like to know the same thing. She wants to know why we're not in Florida. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to stay right here in the Mid-South. I love Tennessee. But isn't that interesting that so many of uh, our broadcasters are already based in Florida. And so we are setting up studios all over Florida, folks. And we'll try to get to some other states as well. We might have one coming soon in another northeastern state, okay? But four studios in Florida alone. So that, that's fun. So you're going to see them all sitting at news desks, folks. Real news desks because we're running a real television network, multiple camera shots, broadcast quality. Let's go back here to... Patriot.tv. There it is. Let me show you how it works real quick. Obviously, you can click and watch live, uh, but then you can go to the home page and you can see what's going on on the home page. We have a big player at the top. You see all of our different hosts. You can go to the radio page. What is all that about? Well, we take our TV shows and we turn them into radio shows. There you go. We turn them into MP3s. So if you're like, hey, I'm busy working. I can't watch, but I sure could listen, but I don't want to chew up all my... Uh, bandwidth for my my plan on my phone well there you go we turn the tv shows into radio shows and we have a radio page guess what else we'll be launching soon we'll be launching an actual radio stream we will be launching patriot tv radio and we're gonna have a 24 hour a day radio stream news breaks it's gonna be amazing and some folks that are on the radio side that's all they'll be they won't be on tv they'll just be on radio so we're building PatriotTVRadio.com. That'll be coming soon. But in the meantime, you can always just grab the MP3s here. Then we have the TV page, of course, with our big player at the top. And then all the other individual players there. Look, we've added Steve Friend as a host. FBI whistleblower Steve Friend. we got Jason Lewis. We have all the different hosts there with their shows. And when you get to the bottom of the page, look for that red button. Look for the red button. There it is. There's Colonel Mills. Look for the red button right there, and it opens up more radio shows, all right? So we'll be archiving those. Now, these are going to be available to the public for 30 days, 30 days before they roll into our VIP club. You cannot subscribe to the VIP club yet. You cannot do that yet, okay? We're still building on it. 
but you will be able to. But they will all be available for 30 days. Okay, folks? And then look what else we've added. The articles page. We're going to be put, cranking out all kinds of content when it comes to articles. So you got the home, radio, TV, and articles. We're TV, we're radio, and we are news articles. Tell your family and friends, Patriot.tv has launched with their brand new page last night. And I want to thank Jeremy and our Logan and uh, Jill for the graphics and Annie and the whole team, Archie. I hope I'm not leaving anybody out. I want to thank the whole team for how, oh, Greg Allen, for how long, hard you guys have worked to build the graphics, the lower thirds, to get this company up and running from January 16th to today. And today is what, March 1st. Boy, we have together as a team accomplished an awful lot. And our team, one of the things that sets our team apart is the fact that so many on our team have years and years of experience and background in radio and television broadcast. So you ain't seen nothing yet, as they say. Now we will have a Roku channel coming out soon. We'll have an app with push notifications and Fire Stick and all that great stuff coming out. Just hang in there with us. But in the meantime, I need you to tell all your family and friends about the brand new website that just launched, Patriot.tv, okay? Now, here's the other thing. How many of you know we're a publicly traded company? Did you know that? Did you know that Patriot.tv is owned and operated by CBMJ. That's also the stock handle. CB, as in conservative broadcasting, CBMJ, Conservative Broadcast Media Journal. CBMJ, CBMJ. You can go watch the stock if you want. A lot of people are not aware that we're a publicly traded company. Some of my friends have even said, I didn't realize you were launching a publicly traded company, Brandon. Yeah, that's right. If you want to check it out, you can do that. The stock tracker and uh, handle is CBMJ. So check it out. We're very excited. This is a big day. And if I seem excited, I am. Because to take a company uh, and come on board with them on the 15th of January, and then here it is March 1st, to launch our brand new website and these hosts with more to come, uh, that's, you guys can't believe how hard we've been working seven days a week since January uh, 16th. They hired me on the 15th and I went to it on the 16th. By the way, let me also tell you, it's out now because one of our hosts is going to be right here. Look at this, Sam Sorbo. Now, I, I called up Jason Lewis. I think he was the first guy I called to say, I got to add you to the team. Then Sam Sorbo. I called her up very quickly. Sam Sorbo is the wife of Kevin Sorbo, the actor. But did you know she was an actress? Did you know she was an actress and a fashion model as well? And on television, in, in movies. So she comes out of Hollywood and a background in television. They are in Florida now as well. Well, everybody's in Florida, but me and, and my team. But I called her up and I said, Sam, I, I really want to add you to the team. And we spent some time talking about her over the course of a few days. And she will be launching this coming Monday. This coming Monday, Sam Sorbo. Now look, she has written multiple books. Did you know she, she sat in, I'm told, and, and, and took over the radio show of Laura Ingram? I think that's when Laura went to Fox, or however, however that went down, but she took over that, that radio show. I think that was like three hours a day. So Sam has a lot of experience as well in television, broadcast, radio, and she's just a class act. She is a class act. She's intelligent, written many books, I don't think this woman uses ghostwriters, folks. She writes her own books. 
She's a class act. She's intelligent. I interviewed her for the first time about two or three years ago at CPAC, and, and I, I was very impressed. And she's been on our short list, my short list for a while, to uh, get her working with us in a broadcast capacity. And I wanted to do that with Jason Lewis for the better part of two years. The timing was never right. Now the timing is right. We got Jason Lewis. Now next week, prime time, 6 to 7 Central, 6 to 7 Central, Sam Sorbo. It's going to be awesome. And we have more coming, folks. Uh, we're still negotiating with more people. Again, all of them with broadcast background. That's amazing, isn't it? So tell your family and friends, please, about Patriot.TV. All right. Joining me now is Joe Walverton. He is over at The New American, thenewamerican.com. He's an attorney and a constitutional expert. He joins us tonight. Joe has just returned from the border, south, the southern border. Joe, welcome back. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Brandon. Hey, congratulations on that remarkable accomplishment. I mean, you're, you've got quite the track record there of successful endeavors and just another another feather in your cap, sir. So congratulations. Well, thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. I, I do have to go over real quick and brag on my own website real quick, because if you go over here to worldviewtube.com and you scroll down the page, there you go. There you go. What is that right there? Outrage erupts against mayor of Georgia sanctuary state, the new American. That's why I got to show it. So yes, I'm running Patriot.tv, but I'm still running Worldview Tube. And one of the shows at Worldview Tube each and every day is the New American TV. Uh, you want to tell me a little bit about that, Joe? The New American TV? Yep. Yeah, it's it's our endeavor at the New American. And then, of course, the John Birch Society, that's our parent corporation, is to provide original content to do so, like you mentioned with your Patriot TV, to do so in a professional way. That doesn't look like some sort of fly-by-night, here-today-gone-tomorrow organization. And that's every day, and it's straight out of the headlines. And we take a, a constitutionalist, Americanist view of all the current events. Much like you do, we, we, we dovetail with you very well. You're, you're a great friend and ally and, and uh, fellow patriot. And so, yeah, at the New American TV, we do... Much the same as you do, just a long form every night uh, in an attempt to help people see that there is a a plan to bring down liberty in our country and in the world and to do our part to carry forth Robert Welch's vision of educating Americans so that an, edu an educated populace will be an active populace. Mm -hmm. And that's our their goal there to New American TV. And, I, and I'm showing that because it, it's showing that they're at a... They are at Real News Desk as well. Look at that. See? Right. Yeah. They're at Real News Desk. This is a professional production. And that's why I, I, you, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you even know. I went to Rebecca uh, Terrell and said, let's let's start a show, The New American, and produce it together. And so that's how this was birthed. And so uh, Worldview uh, Tube is one of the producers uh, and, and was the one that went to them and said, let's start something together. And uh, they've, they've just done an excellent job. And we're really happy to be partnering with them and the excellent quality. So I got to brag on my <clears throat> other sure. network I'm running too, worldviewtube.com. <laughs> and by the way, worldviewtube and patriot.tv are going to be 
producing some programming together. I'm already producing Roger Stone's program at World YouTube, so I've brought it over here to Patriot.TV. Uh, Colonel Mills, I was always pr already producing his show. I've brought that to Patriot TV. So there'll be some shows like the Worldview Report, Brandon House Live. We'll be producing back and forth and sharing some content. There'll be some unique content that's only available at World YouTube, and there'll be some unique content that's only available at Patriot.TV, but then there'll be some shows that we share together because... Uh, because I can, so I am. So there you go. I have to. I have to laugh because I wonder how many people in the world can say a phrase like "at my other network." <laughs> how many people can say "at my other network"? We're doing this, you just, know. Just old That's guy. A great just accomplishment. An old, just an old guy like myself. You, you stay oh, around long on, enough, bro. you can say a lot of things, right, Joe? <laughs> well, that well, in my case, yes, that's true. But you're actually. <laughs> out there doing the good work and, and whom God calls, God qualifies, sir. Well, thank you. Very kind. So let's talk about your trip. I was a little yeah. shocked when I texted you the other day. You said, I'm down yeah. at the border. I was like, wait a minute. I, I didn't really see you as the kind of guy that would run down to the border. I'm not down there. I'm, I'm not down there. I'm, I'm more of a uh, in the studio <laughs> studio kind of right. guy. But I'm like, really? You're going to go do that? That's That's pretty brave. Good for you. Tell me about it. Yeah, well, the the way I particularly qualified for it is I speak fluent Spanish and I I speak, uh, you know, s native like slang Mexican, and so we thought it would be a unique opportunity to not just be at the border reporting on people coming across, but actually go on the other side of the border and sort of just hang out in places that you wouldn't find Americans speak nothing but you know. Uh, Spanish and, like I say, the Mexican slang Spanish, to see if I could discover any little threads that would lead me to maybe a, a greater tapestry revealing a plan. What is the plan? Where are the people coming from? Because, frankly, the, 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 the genesis of it all was when I would go to the border to sort of maybe interview, you know, uh, Border Patrol, see how they're taking it, to see if there's been a, a mass uh, increase in the influx in Arizona because of actions in Texas, et cetera. What I noticed was that you don't see uh, just regular Mexicans who might be, who might think on the other side of that line, I have a better life, just dropping whatever they're doing and, and going across the border, even sneaking across the border. It always seems to be masses of people and it seems to be very coordinated. So my and it was, I'm going to be honest with you, it was dangerous. This is not an, uh, it wasn't an easy thing to do. It, it I'm not going to, it's not on the level of like Serpico or something like that. You know, I, I wasn't infiltrating the mob, but I was just hanging around and being a guy and not being American and just trying to get a hold of what it is. And what you find out is that not only is there a plan, not only is there coordinated effort to infiltrate the United States, but the people who are coordinating this are well-funded and can, as you might imagine, can purchase the, uh, the loyalty of local authorities, and not only local authorities, but local businesses who might not otherwise profit were it not from the illicit trade, or not trade, the illicit invasion across the border. And so that's what I discovered. And of course, staying down there, you realize that the people coming across, uh, the people who are organizing this invasion are targeting specific individuals. And as you've reported and many others, the, the target for the invasion force are young military aged men, 
many of whom have nothing to lose in doing this. I, I One thing I will say, I didn't uh, notice among that cadre of young men who are, are being, you know, uh, convinced are being recruited to cross the border. They're not particularly well trained or anything like that, but they are well informed. They are given a sort of outline of their mission, what their purpose is. Um, it's maybe not as well coordinated as it could be, which is a good thing, right? But you do see that, in fact, there is truth to the reporting that many people have poo pooed, right? You see, even conservatives who say, oh, they're, it's not, they're not really trying to send military age young men. They, in fact, they are. In fact, they target that group. It's much like where you would have Al-Qaeda uh, targeting young Muslims to, to um, radicalize them. You find this, but the radicalization is that of some sort of, this is our land. This is our, it's very, very Hitlerian in the sense of the the Anschluss in the sense of the Lebensraum. This is our land. We should. It's not right that they have it. They took it by conquest, and and so they're being uh, radicalized in that sense, using history to radicalize these young men who understand that regardless of what they might do when they get on this side of the border, ultimately they have a goal which is to increase that population until such time that there is sufficient numbers to exercise some sort of uh, attempt, some sort of endeavor to return the Southwest to Mexico. Mm, mm. So that makes me think of um, <clears throat> an article about La Raza. Are you familiar with the group La Raza? Absolutely, yes, stands for, I think it stands for the race. I got a D in high school Spanish, so I, I could be <laughs> wrong about that. You're the Spanish speaker, but La Raza, right. the race. And as right. I, if I remember, and I'm going back in my memory here, an article I read over at, I think, at uh, frontpagemag.com, maybe even written by my friend um, uh, that writes over there, all those incredible articles, uh, Greenfield, Daniel Greenfield. But um, I think he wrote about the fact that they want to take all of California, Mexico, and they don't want any gringos in there. I mean, when you read their writings, they're like, talk about racism. I mean, this is, I guess, reverse racism. They're talking about how the gringos are going to have to just get out of California, out of Arizona. They want to take, I think, I guess Texas is probably on the list too. I can't remember all the states, but they, they, the, the race, as it's called, sees themselves as being dominant and, and the gringos are less than and need to go. Right. It very much is a a pseudo historical movement where they say these now American states were once the territory of Mexico and they were stolen from us by, you know, and the same excuse, the same excuse that you've heard these white Europeans, they tricked us, they lied to us, they stole our land. So it's only right that we reclaim it, that to their to their sense of their their mission and their mission statement is that we're not stealing anything because you can't steal back your own property. And so by any means necessary, but there, I don't know, you know, I don't know who, where the, the thread, I don't know ultimately who's weaving it all. That's not something that, you know, that's me punching way above my, my weight, but the ultimately they've all been very well informed that this is a historical uh, moral 
uh, endeavor that this is nothing more than restoring to Mexico the territory that is rightly Mexican, that there's nothing of conquest of the sense of just taking territory for the sake of taking it. That one word that they constantly use is this, it's this colonialism that New Mexico, Texas, Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, California, that these states are rightly Mexican and would still be Mexican, but for the perfidy of the American government. And so kicking them out is, is, not, a, is not an immoral act. It's actually as moral as any act to return stolen property to the rightful owner. Well, and, and here's an article going all the way back to 2021 by Daniel Greenfield, who I mentioned a while ago at Front Page Mag. 10, senator, 10 Senate Republicans vote to confirm new La Raza Census Director. Although this is a political appointment, I am no politician, Robert Santos has told senators during his confirmation hearing. His career belies that. So he goes back to La Raza right there. So again, um, here, his career believes that as I exposed back in April, writes uh, Daniel Greenfield, Biden put specialists and illegal aliens in charge of census. The Urban Institute, where he serves as vice president, stated that his specialty area include undocumented immigrants and other disadvantaged populations. Santos' first publication was for a partnership between the Urban Institute and National Council of La Raza. The La Raza report, partly authored by Santos, was titled Paying the Price, the Impact of Immigra Immigration Raids on America's Children. And of course, La Raza meaning the race. He, uh, Santos got involved in the Raza Una party when he was in college. The names means the race united. It's racial nationalism envisions uh, as land. Asland, a new Aztec uh -huh. homeland yeah. mm -hmm. carved out of America. Its right. famous chant, Viva La Raza, meant hail the race. Quote, we have to eliminate the gringo. And what I mean by that is, if the worst comes to worst, we have to kill him. End quote. Jose Angel Garteras, a founder and leader of the racist Yuda party, had declared. Um, man, it sounds like to me that there could be some... Uh, some, probably some partnerships there with Islam uh, and, and, and killing the infidels. I mean, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? So don't be shocked if we start seeing uh, MS-13, MS-13 gangs, Venezuelan gangs, Islamic gangs, the red-green axis, Marxist, Islamist, uh, La Raza, other types like this, working together to wipe out the gringo, the white European uh, descendants, if you will, descendants, uh, and then they'll, then they'll figure out who's going to be in charge. But a lot of these groups are going to unite together, and I think we're in big, big trouble when I watch what's happening on the streets with all of the murders and rapes and kidnappings happening to Americans by the illegals that are here and that are demanding not just free housing, they're now demanding better housing, better free housing, Joe. Right. And ultimately, you know, Brandon, that's that's the goal that I had is to find out this public private partnership, albeit, you know, subliminal that exists between the organizers of this invasion and American government officials who are making it possible on this side of the border. Because make no mistake about it, uh, you get rid of the honey and the bears go away. <laughs> so the fact is, someone on this side of the border is supplying the honey that makes it so enticing bears to cross the border. And these, there's got to be some sort of connected, concerted effort between tyrants on this side of the border and terrorists on the other. And so we've got to find that connection. But 
make you you said something very prescient and very apropos, which is there they don't care who cooperates in this effort. It's much like Hitler, much like the the Bolsheviks. There, you all you need to do is win, and once we win, then we'll sit down at a table and divide the world up. But let's win first, and so you'll see what we would consider mercenary forces. Syrians, you mentioned MS-13, Chinese nationals, anybody interested in taking this, in contributing to, now in in the mind of the the Mexicans, there's a very narrow sort of goal, targeted goal, which is to create, recreate, reform this Mexican homeland, right? But beyond that, there's a notion of Let's get let's get back at them. There's a there's a vengeful tone to it. Yeah. And so you're exactly right that when they sit down in this hypothetical future, when they sit down at the table, they will sit down with their, you know, their cadre of co-conspirators and divide up the land however would be appropriate. Because in their mind, yes, they're content. The Mexicans are content to stop at Atslan, you know, their this imaginary, you know, homeland, but they're also willing to contribute to letting the Chinese, letting the South Americans, letting the Muslims, letting anyone who wants a peace to get a peace, and they will all help each other get a piece of the of of America. Mm. And they're willing to do to do business with anyone who's willing to contribute to the cause. But I say, Brandon, that that's terrible and it's actionable and god bless texas for doing something about it but there's a bigger issue i think which is who is providing the honey on this side of the border and that to me is actual treason and deserves to be punished as such so we need to find those state and federal authorities who under the table are providing the incentive that keeps this mass flowing into the United States. Mm. Let's go talk about this mass that's flowing in. Here's Eric Adams. Now he's the mayor of New York City, which is a sanctuary city. Now all of a sudden they don't want it to be, uh, apparently. Um, yet he's saying how by giving $10,000 debit cards to illegals, they can save so much money. You know what, folks? You want to save a lot of money? Don't give them anything. Send them back. Put them on buses, put them on planes, send them back. What do you think you're going to do? As you just said, you're you're putting out the honey and you wonder why they're flooding over the border. So this guy is either really, really stupid or he's just, you know, deceitful. Or maybe it's a little bit of both. Listen to him trying to justify to the taxpayers of not only, I think, New York, but America, Mm because heaven only knows how much money we dump into New York to help them with all of the immigration thing stuff going on there. So I think this is all of us paying for this. Listen to this guy trying to justify giving $10,000 debit cards to illegals. Watch and listen. We're saving approximately $600,000 a a month, $7.2 million uh, a year by giving individuals 
a card that allows them to buy food or baby supplies, spending $13 a day on food that's cheaper, that's less food waste. This is a real win-win for us. And the money will go into the local economy because now we go into the local stores, supermarkets, where we're going to hire local. This is a smart way to bring down the cost and replace the money back into our city. (laughs) I mean... I'm left speechless at how silly and foolish these guys are. But Romans 1 tells us when God finally gives over a nation, you end up with leaders like this. That's what Romans 1 describes. Well, and he's ignorant because that money is not going back into the local economy. In fact, when I talked to these people, some of whom were preparing, you know, they weren't preparing to come over. They were preparing to prepare people to come over. And one of the things that they made clear is this money, and they know, you know, so many of them, where are you going? New York. Now, because the word gets down there. And of course, California will will soon do likewise. And there will be other states that do likewise, Illinois, for example. But what they what they all report is this money must be paid back. You don't, this isn't some sort of business venture, right? That's not what this is. This isn't some sort of humanitarian effort to have people, help people achieve uh, greater prosperity. That's not what this is about. And so when the mayor there, he he's being deceitful. There's no way he's that ignorant. He's being deceitful because he knows that this money is not, you know, Juan is not going to go down to the 7-Eleven and be pumping this $10,000 debit card back into the local economy. No, sir, that debit card will be given to whomever is up the chain from him, and that money will be used to but to finance more invasion, and that's ignorance, and that's that's treasonous. To sit and a there lot and of say these that. guys are shipping the money back home to Mexico. The, all have, of them. We no, have, not some of them. All of them. We have been told by Todd Binsman and others that they come up here, they work, they send the money back to Mexico because the dollar, you know, will go so far and much further. So they ship it back home, and they, they can buy so much more. And that they're building mansions. Todd Binsman and others have said they are building cement oh. block mansions. And if they can stay Absolutely. up here two or three years, then they get back home. They have a big, gigantic cement block mansion that's been built for them that maybe a couple generations live in. And family members are building for them while they're up here making the money and sending it back. Well, there's some of that. But this current influx, this is a different sort of iteration of that, uh, Brandon. This is an actual invasion. This is a planned invasion, albeit they're willing to wait. 20 years, that's a number that was bandied around in my conversations. 20 years, we're willing to rate una generación, one generation, 20 years. We're willing to continue this along to make sure that we're successful. And one of the things is this is no longer- Wait, when you say 20 years and successful, do you mean give us 20 years and we'll be successful and we will be the dominant population and we will be La Raza. We will be Aslan. We will have this country. It will be ours. We're in with it. We're done with the gringo. We're done with their history, their way of life. We will have conquered America. Right. Within 20 years, they will have numbers sufficient to accomplish their end game, which is to restore, in their words, restore this land back to Mexico. Now, and this is the thing, Brandon, you need to understand, this isn't the stuff that you're talking about that they reported on how they're building mansions. That That's a different effort altogether. That's more of an individual, maybe small groups. This effort that I'm talking about, that I'm reporting on, this is a massive purposeful invasion for the purpose of reclaiming land. And the people that go over, their families are essentially held hostage. 
And if you don't go over and begin sending the money back, if they don't get back the money that you've that you've promised to send, your family is killed. Okay, this is a serious so endeavor. Some of these people are being it's, sent here. Are you saying that some of their family members are basically being held as hostages? Now you go, right. you go, and you work, and you send the money back. Right. And if you don't, we kill your family. This is a serious thing. This isn't... Which this means isn't you've got some massive cartels and countries behind this. Of course, we know the United Nations is down there making way Absolutely. stations all along the way and giving them yeah. debit cards. So we know this is a ultimately the UN trying to collapse America along with others, right? Right. Down at the border, Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona is doing great work showing that there's so many. And, and you see it on the... Because he's on the American side of the border. I'm on the Mexican side. And you see that... Like I'm saying, there are businesses that are being co-opted by this conspiracy to provide goods and services to those soldiers. Let's call a spade a spade to those soldiers who are being recruited to invade the United States. And this is it's remarkable that you get you, you get outfitted in a way. And much of this, much of these goods, much of this equipment is suspiciously very military and all i'm saying is there there's got to be deeper pockets that are providing this sort of incentive equipment absolutely well and, we, i don't know if you saw the breitbart report from peter Schweiker, Schweizer, is it peter Schweizer, who's got the new book out blood, blood money saying that china right. has been shipping in glock switches to turn semi-automatics into machine guns into automatics and uh, that now they got the cartels bringing them over uh, thousands and thousands of boxes. And of course, you got all these CCP males, about 100,000 of them or so mm -hmm. here, and now they're getting armed up. So I think we're in big, big trouble. I mean, I think we are at an existential tipping point here that is going to see, I, I'm afraid we're, gonna, we're going to see an October 7th style attack on America or American cities or multiple cities uh, of, of some kind. What, what say well, you? Well, I'm hopeful that people will listen to this show and realize that this isn't accidental and this isn't some small uh, coincidence of un of unconnected groups trying to get over and and make a better life or make money or or even small criminal organizations. This is this is bigger than that. This is a concerted effort among not only Mexicans but Chinese, Syrians, Iranians, the United Nations and people within the government of the states and the federal government that are conspiring to facilitate an armed invasion of the United States. Well, and, and indeed, we have, we have a report today out at uh, the New York Post. Here it is. Joe Biden got 40000 from China funds. Brother James admits in bombshell impeachment interview. So this is just, you know, that's a drop of the bucket, I think, to what they've really gotten. But they're not the only ones. I think there's a whole yeah. uniparty. That, is, that have gotten extremely rich selling out right. our country. Um, I want to move on to a couple other topics, and I also have Tom DeWeese waiting in, in the wings. But there sure. is a reporter with The Blaze Media by the name of Steve Baker, and apparently he was uh, at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th and just was reporting as a reporter. Here is today the perp walk of this reporter who turned himself in to the FBI.
So there, there they are, uh, perp walking a uh, a journalist for the Blaze Media who was reporting on January 6th. <clears throat> How many perp walks have we seen? How many perp walks have we seen of um, of the the Antifa Black Lives Matter? folks. I mean, how many billboards have been put up with their pictures, which we, of course we have their pictures. We have all the video footage. How many, how, how many of those folks have had their front doors kicked in by the FBI, rounding them up for all the looting and burning and arson of 2020, Joe? None. And there will never be because those groups, whether they know it or not, whether they're purposefully doing it or not, are contributing to the cause of those who would see freedom eradicated in this country, and that includes most of the federal government. That, But again, Brandon, it comes down to how long are we willing to suffer this, right? They, they claim that they want peace and union and all of this, and yet they're doing things which cause war and disunion. But the question becomes, how long will we suffer this evil to continue among us because there's no way that there are enough FBI agents, there are enough ATF agents, enough DHS or whomever to suppress the will of 330 million Americans if we really valued liberty, right? It's like de Tocqueville said, people who really value freedom want freedom for nothing more than what freedom itself gives. And freedom makes every other thing sweeter. And so we need to decide as a people, are we content to continue suffering such despicable and deceitful demonic works? Or are we willing to really stand up and be the children of our fathers and resist and throw off the chains of tyranny like Madison said? Are we willing to reject a domestic tyrant with the same ferocity that we rejected a British tyrant. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Look at this. Here is Representative Nancy Mace. She tweeted out the other night, Hunter's now on the record. They, had, they, they did a deposition. Hunter's now on the record admitting he used his father to close his deals, confirming that the president is the big guy, admitting to receiving millions of dollars from China. Millions of dollars from China and receiving a $250,000 wire from the CEO of a state-backed investment fund. So he admitted receiving millions of dollars from China. Well, there you go. More, more, more evidence that we have a coup d'etat in the United States and the occupant of the White House, who now runs the DOJ and the FBI, is a tool of the red, the red, chi red, red China. And remember, Brennan, he who pays the piper calls the tune. And if you've got the president of the United States, whose constitutional authority is primarily in the area of foreign relations, receiving millions of dollars from a foreign communist government, well, we know who's paying the piper, and we know what tune the Chinese would call with regard to the future of the United States. Indeed. Let me switch topics. Uh, you're a constitutional attorney. You're a historian. Yes. yes so sir. tell me about the... Um, ruling in new york related to donald trump 355 million i guess the number is now up with fines and interest of 364 million i guess it's going up uh mm -hmm. have you ever seen something like this in america where what kind of countries have you seen this in where you have the banks saying we accepted his appraisal then we hire our own company to do appraisal 
he paid back his note with interest. We'd like to do business with him again. There are no victims here. Nobody lost money. No one got hurt. Um, you know, I mean, I think <clears throat> anyone that has an asset that they maybe, let's say, want to put a line of credit on, you say, well, I think my house is worth X dollars. Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. go to the bank and you say, you know, here's my house. I think it's worth X dollars. And I'd like to get a line of credit against my house. Uh, and your bank says, okay. And they send out an appraiser. And the bank doesn't just take your word for it. They send an appraiser and they take a bunch of photographs and they have it appraised based on the other areas and houses around mm -hmm. you. And then they come back and they say, well, we think that based on the fact that, you know, your house is worth X dollars, we can offer you a line of credit against your house for X dollars. You thought it was worth this. We think it's worth that. And you, you sign a deal. Fair. I mean, how, that's how it works. D Donald right. Trump telling the bank what he thinks his property is worth is not really what they make their decision on at the end of the day. They make their decision right. on their own appraisal, their own paperwork. And everybody made money in the deal, right? Everybody was happy except what? Except the federal government who is making an unprecedented... I'm telling you, Brandon, this is one of those things that I keep shouting from the rooftops is that this sort of political, political persecution of political opponents, it's not going to stop with Donald Trump. Everybody will participate in this because there will be a vengeful spirit and we will want to get the next one. And then the other party will want to get our next one and it will carry on. And I'll tell you, think about this permutation that most people aren't considering that I think is a more direct attack on our future and on our prosperity. All of us who hold liberty dear. Think about with your endeavors. You're a successful businessman. But think about this. If you had put your house, which I've been to, graciously, you invited me to your home. It's a wonderful home. Your wife has done a remarkable job decorating it. It's beautiful. Thank you. But say that say that you put your house up as collateral for a loan to finance Patriot TV or or your other, any of your other endeavors, and the federal government decides, hey, you know what, house is too successful. We've now got precedent of a way to shut him down. He lied to the bank. Now, what? Whether you lied or not is immaterial. You said your house was worth, just for the sake of discussion, 300000 It comes back, your house is only worth two hundred and fifty. We got him using the Trump precedent. Well, let's shut down Patriot TV. Let's shut it all down. Take his home from him. Put him in jail until he pays the fines for fraud. Now, that's the real-world application, Brandon. Donald Trump is being persecuted because he's a political enemy and a thorn in the side of the deep state. You will be persecuted for that same reason, and it'll be much easier to persecute you and to prosecute you using lawfare as a weapon to shut you down, to shut me down, to shut any opposition voice, to silence the opposition. That's the real world concern that I have about this, is that Donald Trump is just being used as the, the, the test case. But make no mistake about it, Brandon House w could, and there's a good chance that you would, be prosecuted according to the Trump precedent, mm. right? And yeah. this is the reason this must end. And this is where, this uh, you're the expert when it comes to law and constitution, but I, I wrote in some of my books, one of them, One Nation Under Man, back in 2005, that when you follow the Columbus Langdow concept or idea of case law theory, 
that the society evolves, morals evolve, the law evolves, instead of a static constitution, the laws of the divine, the laws of nature, nature is God, but when it's based on case law theory, you know, the idea of uh, legal positivism, moral right. relativism applied to the law, or man's ideas, man's opinions applied to the law versus fact, you now have case-made law. So all we got to do is get one or two judges to make a decision, as you say, make a ruling. Now that'll be the basis upon which they prosecute the next person right. using the Trump uh, uh, ruling and say, well, we cite in the law this here. And then the next thing will be, well, we shut someone down because they were preaching hate. What were they saying? Well, they said that Jesus was the only way, quoting Jesus from the Gospel of John. And that's hate. And now we have, in case law, you can prosecute Christians for teaching what the Bible says. Or as I mean, they do in Canada, if you, if you make commentary on Romans 1 and the LGBTQ right. agenda, you're off the air, you can be prosecuted. In, in, in Europe, in Canada, and in Europe, you say Same. too many things about the LGBTQ lifestyle or Islam, they can put you in prison and they are putting people in jail. I've got the video of some of them being arrested for just criticizing Palestinian flags flying in their neighborhood. That's all they said, that this, it, is, not, well, this is not legit. That's all right. you need in America now is one crazy nut job judge like you have in New York making a decision and then other crazy judges can hang their hat on it and we're all nothing but slaves. And imagine the RICO statutes being used to combine a lot of charges such as I, my neighbor, his ring camera recorded me bringing a box full of ammunition into my home. That's now handed over to Homeland Security. Then they come into the home and they find out that you have weapons. Then they come into the home and they find out you're homeschooling your children and they use RICO to tie all this together. And then when it comes to court, they use the precedences that the precedents that we're talking about, but then they also make this appeal of this is a home that of radicalization. This is nothing more than a January 6th Academy. We have to shut this down for the good of the nation. Can you see how this is going to be used? And it will most, assur most assuredly be used in this way unless we somehow summon the spiritual strength and the physical fortitude to resist tyrants. We've got to summon the spirit of our ancestors. We've got to pray for the mercy of the Almighty and that those that are with us are more than those that are against us. We've got to have faith that he will fight our battles. And if we start to waste and wear out our lives, bringing to light hidden things of darkness as the scriptures command, that he will assist us. He will prosper the right. And we've got to do that or else it will be you and I in a perp walk, Brandon. Yeah, and that's not... That's not dystopian. No, it's not. It's a reality. You can see it. It's the trajectory that we're already on. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, we always appreciate the analysis. And again, it is right here. Let's look at this. The New American, thenewamerican.com. These are just the latest articles um, by Joe Wolverton, uh, attorney, constitutional expert, Joe Wolverton. They're there for you to enjoy thenewamerican.com, thenewamerican.com. Anything else you want to promote before I let you go, Joe? I want to say one thing, brother. I, I am so proud of something that we just did. At the John Birch Society, we are the only now, the only uh, publisher of Pocket Constitution that finally have the correct name of the Constitution on the cover, the Constitution 
not of the United States, the Constitution for the United States. That is the title given the document in the preamble. And we now, I have pushed and pushed, and we now become the sole publisher of pocket constitutions who cared enough about the actual text of that sacred document to use the title used by the founding fathers themselves. And I'm very proud of that. You can get that on jbs.org, you know, in, in, in bundles yes. of your pocket constitution. And I'm so proud of that with a new introduction that I wrote and very proud of that, the constitution for the United States. Excellent. And all it took was looking at the preamble and using the title the founders used. And I'm very proud of us for doing that. Well, you just taught us something else tonight. Isn't that interesting? JBS.org <laughs> to get your pocket constitutions forward by my guest, Joe Wolverton, jbs.org. Yes, Thank you, yes, Joe. Sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Joe Wolverton checking in. Check out thenewamerican.com. All right, we're going to come back. Tom DeWeese of the American Policy Center. Tom and I have been working together about 30 years now, fighting sustainable development, Agenda 21, now known as Agenda 2030, and so much more. We'll talk to Tom, and then we're going to check in with Aaron in Israel. Uh, a lot going down. I'm going to show you the video footage of one man who had been over in Gaza uh, trying to round up Hamas, came back home running his restaurant and took out one of the uh, Hamas proponents right literally in front of his business, but sadly after he killed two Israelis. I'll show you that video footage. And then we'll address the issue of did Israel just kill 100 uh, Gazans, 100 folks in the Gaza Strip? Did they just kill them? Was it all just a cruel trap by Israel? And the IDF will address that drone footage and the misrepresentation going on by the mainstream corporate media with a live report from our uh, reporter on the ground in Israel, Aaron Lavarco, will join us in just a moment as well. We're going to take a quick break. Be back with Tom DeWeese. Don't go away. We've learned through the pandemic, we can never be caught unprepared again. And so many Americans, when COVID hit, they had nothing in the house. Stores were shut down and, and doctor's offices were shut down. And even if doctors prescribed drugs from hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, pharmacists wouldn't fill the prescriptions. That was a nightmare. Now the situation is much worse. We have these horrible supply chain problems. In our emergency medical kit at the wellness company, we have eight prescription drugs that are all potentially life-saving. Most people have died with COVID, they died in the hospital because they didn't receive early treatment. Every American family should have one of these. I can tell you the wellness company kit is the answer MelissaHousebg.com Bella Grace Elixir She called me today and she told me something and I said, you have got to tell the audience this. They need to hear this because it's really good news for those of you that, well, are taking Bella Grace. What happened today? Well, I went to my hairdresser and I had not told her um, about this product that I've been taking and she was blow drying my hair. She said, you, I just noticed when I was parting your hair and fixing it that you have a bunch of new hair growth. I've been going to this lady for probably 13 years and she's never said that to me. And I had noticed it, but for the fact that she, the fact that she noticed it was, I had to call Brand right away and tell him. We, we have not mentioned this a lot, 
because you know we're not we're not going to make claims, okay? Right. We're, you can go to the website, you can read the testimonials, you can read the clinical reviews, the clinical trials, but we're not prone to making a lot of claims about the product other than personally. And I wanted to take it for a while. And we wanted to I... take and try it. But we had heard that one of the things this would do... Well, collagen will grow your hair. Grow your hair. hair. Collagen mm -hmm. supposedly grows your hair. She said, you've never had this before. I just, I don't... But we had heard that was the testimony of others, but we we can't go on that. She saw it on her own without me even telling her that I was... And then I went on to tell her that I've been taking What you were taking. Product, yes. own hairdresser mm -hmm. said, you've got more hair and new hair coming in up top. Yeah, What's... she just said, you've never had this like this, and it's growing, and you just have all these baby hairs growing in, and they're kind of curly and so I just told her that what I was taking and she was amazed so melissahousebg.com superfoodshouse.com transform your life today we have partnered with a superfood manufacturer and offer you a one-stop destination for organic non-gmo superfoods at superfoodshouse.com we offer a premium selection of nutrient-rich superfoods, from the revitalizing protein shakes to the Super Amino 23 protein tablets. These tablets help your body rapidly absorb protein, creating lean muscle and burning fat. Visit superfoodshouse.com right now and seize limited time offers on superfood products. With just a few clicks, you can have these nutritional powerhouses delivered right to your door. Superfoodshouse.com where wellness meets convenience. Your path to a healthier lifestyle begins here. All right, welcome back. Glad you are with us. We're going to be joined now by my friend Tom DeWeese. Tom and I have been friends about 30 years working together. We were speaking at CPAC back in the early 90s when uh, there was like 500 people that would show up. Phyllis Slapley and I and Tom would be on a panel and and those were those were the early days. Nobody really seemed to care about it. Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 as it's called now. Now everybody talks about it, but we sure tried stopping it then before it got where it is now. The Great Reset is another way to talk about it. But uh, we've been fighting this a long time together. And one of the guys that's been in the trenches with us and teaching us all along has been Tom DeWeese of AmericanPolicy.org. AmericanPolicy.org. Tom, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Brandon. Thanks for having me. I, I, I Incredible discussion that you just had a few minutes ago. And I hope I can keep up the uh, the uh, interest on everything because that was that was amazing. Well, thank you, Tom. Good stuff. I, I, I appreciate yeah. that. I think you can because uh, you have a you have a topic today that I've been wanting to talk about. I, I know very little about it other than what I've just heard, and it involves Mark Stein. Mark Stein, and I think many of us have known who Mark Stein is. His regular appearances on on Bill O'Reilly and I think Tucker Carlson when Tucker was on Fox and and a lot of us <clears throat> I think also got to know who Mark Stein is with his beautiful accent when he would sit in for Rush Limbaugh's radio show and we have heard the sad news that I guess Mark has had a few uh, tragic episodes with his heart and his health I think the last picture I saw of him last week was him in a wheelchair um, but I was not aware of of what had happened to Mark outside of his health crisis let me show you a screenshot. This is something you just sent me. Uh, I just found out about this the other day. And again, I don't know a lot about it. So I'm really glad you're coming on to talk about it because I bet I'm not the only one. Tell me what this is all about. 
Well, uh, what happened was there was a uh, court case in Washington, D.C. This was just a few weeks ago. They had a, a jury trial there. And what it was was Michael Mann, who is one of the uh, leading uh, scientists who are spreading all the uh, information on about climate change. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we've talked about this many times about uh, whether it's real or not about climate change. And we've been saying it's not. People, they, they call us deniers if we are uh, not going along with the whole the whole line of uh, here. Well, Mark Stein was one who uh, stood up and spoken out against uh, the whole uh, climate change propaganda. And um, he really questioned the uh, credibility of Michael Mann. Michael Mann's the one who came up with the hockey stick uh, uh, graph on showing how the climate, you know, just soaring up there. And he, and he brought it into uh, a question, to my, uh, Stein did. And um, just one, one of the reports I have here, uh, one of the most famous climate experts, Michael Mann, criticized the, uh, the UN for being overly conservative in predicting catastrophic consequences of climate change, including ice sheet collapse, sea level rise, and the rise in extreme weather events. And uh, this was uh, according to uh, Heartland Institute's Climate News they reported it. Well, and then they went on to say this has been exactly the kind of bold predictions that have undermined the experts' credibility in the past. And that's exactly what uh, Mark Stein was saying about uh, Michael Mann. He's been pushing all this. Michael Mann filed suit against him. And uh, also uh, one of his co-defendants was uh, Rand uh, Simberg, also another quote unquote, climate denier on this. And in that court case, uh, uh, Michael Mann was awarded a million dollars for these guys criticizing and coming up with a different story, uh, you know, criticizing his credibility on this. And the jury shows, chose to punish them. And uh, you know what, what they've done here, this is what's really, really scary about this is that uh, if th this is a precedent that allows the, uh, the, the pr producers, the, pr the promoters of all this climate change stuff, trust the science, trust the science. When we come up and question the science, oh, we're going to be fined. We may end up going to jail. Our First Amendment rights to criticize a political opponent now becomes uh, punishable. Well, there's an organization that uh, one of these NGO green organizations called the Environmental Law Institute. And they are now putting together a, uh, a program for training of judges so that the judges now will be trained to look at uh, in, in climate change in a different ways. And a case like the Mark Stein case would be a precedent for them. The, uh, these people have put together over the last five years, they've crafted 13 curriculum modules and hosted 42 events for more than 1,700 judges to have participated in their activities to be trained on how they should be looking at climate change and the people who are deniers against it. So what you're telling me now is if you get on radio or TV and you criticize the climate you know, change propagandist, you could be sued for a million dollars. That's what happened. 
So Absolutely. First, the yeah. First Amendment is dying and dying very, very quickly. I don't know what this letter is. It's from a group called CFACT, Craig Rucker, mm -hmm. president. Yes. Mm -hmm. He says- Yeah, I'm um, working with CFACT today, yes. Mm -hmm. You what? I'm sorry? I, I'm working with them uh, on projects. And, so this, uh, this is this is a letter? Is this a letter or something they put out? Yeah, it's a newsletter they put out on the on their webpage. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, Craig so Rucker wrote it. So the jury essentially okay. So the damages they were there they were. So the jury agreed with Simberg and Stein that man's claims of having suffered harm in the form of an unexplained glance from a stranger in a grocery store, grants that did not come in his way, uh, with no evidence as to why, were not evidence of meaningful harm. The jury chose instead to punish the defendants through punitive damages essentially declaring that the kinds of questions and points the defendants raised about man and his scientific conduct must be discouraged. <clears throat> an appeals court may very well find this an undue burden on all our right to speak freely about important matters of public policy. Now they write that Bill Nye, the science guy, attended the trial and reportedly approached jurors and told them that he and Michael Mann were longtime friends. If this is substantiated, an appeals court may also find that the D.C. court failed in its obligation to protect the jurors from tampering. I recently expressed my hope that the high absolute malice standard set forth in the famous Supreme Court precedent in New York Times versus Sullivan would shield Stein and Simberg's right to free speech from man's lawsuit. We hope that the defendant, we hope that defendants appeal and give an appeals court the opportunity to remind us that free speech is a bedrock civil right. As Supreme Court Justice William Brennan wrote in New York Times versus Sullivan, quote, an unconditional right to say what one pleases about public affairs is what I consider to be the minimum guarantee of the First Amendment, end quote. Boy, how far we have fallen. Yeah. Well, this thing with, with Bill Nye, uh, the judge had already given the jury their instructions. They were on their way to uh, deliberate and, and come up with their, their decision. And as they're on their way there, he has access to them and gives them, you know, that that statement to, hey, is Michael Mann's a good friend of mine, and and you know, hope you come down the right way, and uh, you know, and, and even the the attorney, the the um, uh, Michael Mann's attorney, made some comments similar to that. That uh, make sure that you know you come down with a decision. We've got to protect the environment. He said something to that effect. And uh, they go off then to make their decision in the in the jury room. This is absolute jury tampering. It's absolutely illegal. And it's a, you know, what do you expect from a D.C., Washington, D.C., you know, judge and jury? It's uh, this is what to come up with. That's a precedent, though, as you were talking earlier about the the precedent of, uh, uh, you know, things that, that are done, like what's happening to Trump with the uh, the trial on his property and so forth. This is exactly the same kind of thing. The, the, the judicial system is being absolutely destroyed in putting all this in place. Where else do, have we heard of a system where if you object to anything that the people in power are doing, that you will put be put in jail? I can think of a couple of examples where this has happened in the past. Yeah, it's, it's a very scary time. It's a very scary yeah. time to be alive, but it's a very scary time to be a public figure with a radio and TV show. And you know what? Several people have said to me in the last year, this would be a great time at 55 years old, Hal. It should be 55 in April. This would be a great time to retire, you know? And they're right. But if if we do that, all we're doing, Tom, is being selfish, right? So people, people look at what we're doing and they may be 
<clears throat> they may be in awe of what we do. But let me just tell you folks watching, if you got up and did what I did every day, and what Tom does every day, it would be at the end of the day, eventually just like the job you do. You get up every day and it's a job. People think about a guy being a surgeon. Wow, what amazing, or being an airline pilot or, or being, uh, you know, n name it, a fighter pilot or an astronaut. You know, great, fun jobs, I'm sure, in and of themselves. But if you get up and do the same job over and over and over and over, and at the end of the day, it ends up being just, just, a, just what you do, your job. And what I'm saying is that what we do each and every day here is a job, yes. But it, it's, it's not as glamorous as some may see it, right? I used to think about people traveling in motor coaches and going and, 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 and doing this and that as they travel in motor coaches. And then I did it uh, from 2003 until last year with over 300 locations. Let me tell you something. The glamour of that kind of thing ends at about the fourth trip. It's not glamorous. So what I'm saying to you is most of these guys that are sticking around like myself, we don't do it because we're still so excited about it or it's glamorous. We do it at this point, 55 in April. I do it after over 30 years because to walk away now is to surrender this country to, to not be a land of the free and the home of the brave for my kids and grandkids. Yes, if I was going to be selfish, folks, this would be the perfect time for me to retire right now. 55, been doing this over 30 years. This would be a great time to exit stage left and retire and go quietly into the night. But if I do that, that's being selfish. And, and, and it's really denying all we've ever said and preached, right? That, oh, we're going to stand for truth and do what's tough when it's easy for us. So if the founding fathers had done that, we wouldn't be here. If most of the men uh, of World War I and World War II hadn't done that, we wouldn't be a free nation. So it's on us now. So what I'm trying to say to you listening friends is understand, the more that we stay on the air, the more we say that goes against the con, you know, contrary belief of the government, the more at risk we're putting ourselves for being in the same situation as Stein. Would, I mean, you know that. I mean, you've been doing this. I don't know how old you are, Tom, but you could have retired probably 10 years ago and left the stage. But the more you keep doing this, you're going to end up like Stein, too. Uh, could be. I, I am actually in April turning 75. I, I, would, I, I don't know how that years. is. What do you, I got to find out what you're doing. How is it you're 75, Tom? <laughs> I don't know. It's just the days get shorter, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but. Uh, I started out uh, my activity in uh, 1968 uh, because I looked at something and I thought that's not fair. That's a year, before I, was, that's a year before I was born, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing is, as you're talking, you know, we have those of us who have been fighting this. We have uh, a, a huge amount of information in our heads. And there are a lot of people forgetting uh, a lot of the history that we know, the, who the players are, where it's come from, and so forth. So if we were to retire, all that'd be lost. That's right. Uh, I don't know how to retire. I've heard of that word, but I'm not quite sure what it is. Yeah, like a lot of them don't know who Maurice Strong is, right? The head of the Earth Sum in Rio who said that the only hope for the planet is the industrialized civilization's collapse. Isn't it our responsibility to bring it about? I mean, that's that's Mr. Great Reset himself, right? I mean, I think... Absolutely. I think he had great influence on uh, Klaus Schwab, did he not? Well, I'm sure he did. And uh, they're all in their little cabal together. And they, you know, they have a view of our world that is absolutely terrifying. And they are coming at us from every single direction, right down to the kind of stove you can have in your, in your kitchen and the kind of food you can eat. I mean, this is nuts. And uh, they, they have 
you know, lots of power and everything. But let me let me tell you something, Brandon. This is vitally important because uh, I, I I I am looking at positive things. I am seeing so many more people standing up and understanding and getting it now or wanting to learn. And this is what I'm run, working on and uh, trying to help them. Uh, you know, work at the local level to fight back to uh, uh, you know build a movement that way because we massively outnumber them. And uh, if we have the right direction of what we're doing, to be able to, uh, one of the things I'm advocating now is that we have got to get off the defense. They have a very specific agenda. They know exactly what it is that they intend to do. If they do lose a fight, they come right back at you from a different direction, but they keep coming because they've got a back. It's not a matter of fact so we could prove to them that your position is wrong because they don't care. But they have put us in a position of defense. We're trying to defend liberty and we're not doing a great job of it. One of the things that I use as an example for people on that is that you have, let's say, for example, you've got a lot of minorities in this country uh, who uh, have been absolutely propagandized that everything that we believe in in freedom, when we say freedom, is nothing but uh, racism, white privilege, uh, just kind of, you know, keep you, keep you down so we can keep control. And so when they hear us, that's what they're hearing from us, even when we're talking about freedom. We have got to come up with a message for freedom, a, a, our own kind of a, they have Agenda 21, we need Freedom 21 that actually explains what it is we mean by that and be able to put the document together so that they can begin to implement it in local communities and get our ideas coming out on the offense, not the defense. Absolutely. And, uh, before, I let you go, before I let you go yeah. get a live report from Israel, tell me about this article you've just written, Organized Theft in the Name of the Government. Give me the cliff note version of what this is about. Well, everything we just talked about in, the, in the, your whole show here today, everything that they're doing. And uh, you have, uh, you know, the government coming at us. They, as I said, they have an agenda and they're coming at us. And uh, every every little piece of your your life, and you have a government that is saying, "Well, this is all right. This is the way we need to go." And that's what I call it: organized theft. But what you're really talking about are shattered dreams, people unable to live their life as they choose, and uh, your own you know, private property will be uh, out of won't be there anymore, and uh, personal liberty. Uh, you know, small businesses, people having goals for their lives, they are going to tell you how to think, how to operate, what you're going to be able to have. And uh, that's what this article is about. Mm. Tom DeWeese, AmericanPolicy.org. Is that the main website, AmericanPolicy.org? Yes. AmericanPolicy.org, our guest and our friend of 30 years, Tom DeWeese. Thank you, Tom, for all you're doing. Keep us posted, will you? Absolutely will do. Thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Thank you. Tom DeWeese checking in. Check out his site, AmericanPolicy.org. I'm going to go to my friend Aaron in Israel here in just one minute. Before we do, however, I would like to play a quick little video for you because I know there's so many bad things going on in the world. But you know what, folks? I've said to my radio audience and TV audience many times over the years, the darker it gets, the more this becomes a great opportunity for the light of the gospel, right? And the fact that it is getting so dark is now causing more and more people to wake up and listen to what we're saying. More people are listening to what we're saying and the things I've been writing in my 15 books over the, since 1993 when I wrote my first book 
they wouldn't listen back then, many of them. Uh, they're listening now. People that used to mock us are now supporting us financially. I'm not kidding you. People that used to mock my broadcast are now some of my supporters. And they call, they've called into my show to say they used to mock me. Or they used to tell their spouse, quit listening to that guy. Now they don't miss a program. I had a guy call in the radio show within the last year saying that. What's the point I'm making? That as things get like they are, it is causing many, many people to wake up and hear the truth and listen to what we're saying. So don't get discouraged. I know it's getting dark, but there are so many people now that are listening to us and it took the darkness to cause them to come toward the light of what it is we're saying. One of those guys is Joe Rogan. I don't know, are you praying for Joe Rogan? I hope you're praying for Joe Rogan. Hope you're praying for Joe Rogan's salvation. And if you are, you know what? Joe just came out and said something very, very encouraging. I want you to listen to what Joe is saying and it fits with what I'm saying in regards to how dark it's getting and people now are willing to hear the truth and consider spiritual things they weren't before. Listen to what Joe Rogan has just come out and said. But I think as time rolls on, people are gonna understand the need to have some sort of divine structure to things, some sort of belief in the sanctity of love and of truth. And a lot of that comes from religion. A lot of people's moral compass and the guidelines that they've used to follow to live a just and righteous life has come from religion. And unfortunately, a lot of very intelligent people, they dismiss all of the positive aspects of religion because they think that the stories are mere superstitious fairy tales that, you know, they're, they have no place in this modern world and, you know, we're inherently good and your ethics are based on your old moral compass and we all have one and that's not necessarily true. We need to, we need Jesus. <laughs> I think for real. Like if he came back now, it'd be great. Like Jesus, if you're thinking about coming back. Right now? Now's a good time. Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. Now's a good time. Now's a good time. You know, it, the, the thought that these biblical stories are superstition or fairy tales or that you're inherently good. You know what? This guy, I guess, was a, a agnostic, is now starting to believe a lot more than just being uh, an agnostic individual, right? Uh, Lord, if you're going to come back, now would be a good time. You know what? I think he's delaying. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that he is not slow concerning his promises, but the desires that no one, um, no one, should perish, but all should come to repentance. So the Lord is giving more people the chance to see the truth and hear the truth. And right now there's a lot of truth going out that's being heard that was falling on deaf ears. Now they're hearing it. Now they're paying attention. Now they've gone from mockers and scoffers to seekers. And many are going from seekers to followers. You know, like the apostle Paul on Mars Hill, he, he received three responses. Those who said, I don't want to hear it. Those who said, hey, I'd like to hear more at a later time. This is very intriguing. I want to hear more, please, at a later time. And others who believed and followed the Lord. So duty is ours. The results belong to God. But I'm telling you something. Pray for Joe Rogan. Pray for those like Joe Rogan in your life and in your community. Because there's a lot of people right now, they're listening. So as it gets dark, and we do find these times so distressing and perilous, but it is also causing many to realize they have to look beyond the natural world. They do have to start looking for spiritual answers, and we have them. And the Bible says that. We should be ready to give a, a reason for the hope that we profess. And that's what we're doing. That's what, at least that's what we're trying to do. 
Before we go to Aaron, again, I know I keep teasing that. I got to show another video to you because I got too many videos to show you tonight. I did last night, but talk about how perverse things are. I want to show you a video by, uh, this is the Trans U.S. Space Force Lieutenant Colonel Bree. It's calling for inclusivity. Did I show this guys already? I can't even remember. I didn't show the video. Let, let, me, let me show a little of this. This is just shows you how crazy things have gotten. Look at this. All too often, I hear leaders talk about providing everyone with dignity and respect like it's an aspirational goal. That's not good enough. I mean, this guy's wearing earrings, got his respect hair in a bun. Respect is really? the bare minimum. It's the floor of where we can be. We must set our sights higher and focus on intentional inclusivity because there are still far too many people out there, not just LGBTQ individuals, that feel marginalized, shut out, or discriminated against. Did you ever think Klinger, the character Klinger on MASH, I know I just went over the heads for some of you, don't have, you're too young, but did you ever think the character Klinger in MASH who wore high heels in a dress would actually rise in the ranks and be accepted? I mean, I thought he was always close to getting court-martialed and thrown out. That's what he wanted, right? But no, now they're at the podium. Look, let's go back to this. This guy's wearing earrings. He appears to be wearing eyeshadow lipstick, and I think he's got his hair in a bun. So for all of you out there, I ask you to set out your symbols of pride. <laughs> for all of you out there. And then it goes to this guy. And can you imagine? Uh, you know what? I'd give $100 right now to know what's going through his mind. For all of you out there, all these empty seats, all these white, all of these white masculine-looking guys going, mm, I don't know about this. Now, who knows? Maybe they're all in favor of this. But my 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 initial reaction to their facial expressions is, what are we watching? Share your pronouns in your email, particularly if you're a person who doesn't think they need to. Initiate difficult conversations about racial and gender barriers and share a bit of a vo your vulnerability in a way that draws others in. You all have the power to take intentionally inclusive actions to ensure the multiple perspectives that we know make us stronger as we devise winning warfighting strategies get heard. <laughs> war, war, winning, winning warfighting strategies. Says the man in a dress, apparently. Are you and wearing lipstick, it looks like, and eyeshadow and hair bun and earrings. Really? And you think this is you think we're gonna win World War III if we go up against Putin? I don't think he's got guys in dresses in his military. What do you think? No. About China. Bless his heart. Oh man alive. What else do we got? Uh I have another one. I gotta if I can find it real quick. Again, shows the depravity. Okay, here we go. Here's what the Daily Wire is reporting. Absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. Senate Senator Karen Berg of Kentucky, Kentucky advocates for child sex dolls so pedophiles are less likely to go out and attack children. Are you kidding me? Oh, let's listen. I was completely unfamiliar with child sex dolls, so I had, of course, to Google it last night. Um, it's a little scared to put it in my search engine, but I did. And um, apparently, there is research on the subject. Not much, not much. <laughs> Did you see that guy's eyes? This is another guy in the audience going, are you serious, lady? 
What is it with you guys? Watch his eyes. Here, that's classic. Here we go. I'm There's seeing all this for the first time, by the way. Watch this. On the subject, not much, not much. <laughs> but uh, there are what they call maps, minor attracted persons. And the limited amount of research that's done on these dolls, guys, suggests that they actually, for people who are attracted to minors, that these dolls actually decrease their proliferation. Okay, look at that guy. Look at that guy. To go out and attack children. Yeah, they're not buying it. It actually gives them a release that makes them less <laughs> likely to go outside of their home. Oh. And, and what was interesting is the research did not support the same conclusions for people who were adult attracted using dolls that did not diminish their proclivity to engage other people. But for those with, with the, so I'm just a little concerned that and, and and like I say, the research is not very good. It is not comprehensive, but the research that is out there is conclusive. Can you believe it? Can you even believe that this is a thing? That this is going on? Okay, I just showed you a dude in a dress who is high ranking in the Space Force, apparently. This woman, a senator. Did you see the reaction of these guys? They can't believe this is actually happening. You know, again, I go back to Romans 1. Romans 1 says, when God gives over a nation, you become a nation of fools. Vain, useless, and futile in your thinking. But it goes worse than that. One of the things you accept is the worship of creation. We just had Tom Deweese on talking about radical environmentalism. The worship of nature is God. Pantheism, all is God. Panentheism, God is in all. Think Avatar. Earth worship. Another thing it says that happens to a nation once they reject God is... They, they accept the LGBTQ agenda. You know, with a violent, debased nation. Violent. Arrogant leaders that are crooked, corrupt, ignore the righteous judgments of God and encourage others to do it. Here's this woman, a senator apparently, ignoring the righteous judgments of God and encouraging people to do it with sex dolls. Child sex dolls, so pedophiles are less likely to go out and attack children. Romans 1. Romans 1. Joining me now is Aaron from Israel. Aaron, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Brennan. Good to be with you. It is hard to believe all this happening in the world. But I want to go to a video. This is surveillance footage capture that shows the moment a restaurant owner shot dead a terrorist who had just killed two Israelis. One was an older gentleman. One, I think, was a younger gentleman at a gas station or right near a gas station in the last 24, 48 hours. Watch this footage, folks. It's, there's no audio with it. What do you know about this footage? Look, no, first of all, I, look at the top left-hand corner when this guy comes back in. Look at the door jam, the top left-hand corner of the door jam. He's coming back in. Boom. I think that guy just fired at him. Look at the top left-hand corner in the spray of dust. Boom. So I think he's taking fire. Yeah. That guy could have gotten himself yeah. killed, but he's trying to intervene and save lives. Now watch him crouch down. He's about to take this dog down. Boom. Hit him again. Yeah. Hit him again. Boom. Give that guy two stars. Give him a national holiday. Took that dog down. Yeah, this is in, uh, in, in the West Bank in Samaria. And um, 
notice that he's got a uh, the the Jewish man there in the video. He's got a he's got a gun. He's loaded. Oh no, he's and, got a gun. He's got a. Does he really? He's no. He not only has a gun. He's got a semi-automatic. And who knows? Maybe yeah. that's more. You know, I'm responding. You know, sarcastically to all the liberals. I know. Yeah, the guy had a gun in his restaurant. Yeah, and he just took that dog down and saved who knows how many lives. And one of your highest ranking officials in Israel went there and visited and said, this guy saved who knows how many lives by doing what he did. Sadly, yeah. two are dead, but no telling how many lives he had. You know, the ones right. with a gun here that saved the day, the gun, it's a, it's a tool to be used one way or the other, right? And one yeah. guy was using it for evil. Another guy was using it for good. And gee, Willikers, who was it that had the gun that was doing good? The Jewish guy who just got back from Gaza. The Jewish guy, a righteous Jew, was doing that. And yet, who was it? Who had the gun? The leftist. The leftist had a gun killing people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know what? I agree. Leftist, you don't need guns. You should not have guns. Because after all, liberalism, I think, is a mental disorder. You leftist, you should not have guns. I agree. Only us on the right should have them because we only know how to use them to defend our lives and that of others. Aaron? And, and, and furthermore, he is politically called a settler because the people that live in Judea and Samaria, the West Bank, they are called settlers because we're building settlements. This is a political term, just like the West Bank is a political term. So uh, the Biden administration, uh, the uh, the English government, the New Zealand government, uh, more and more are uh, like dominoes. They are uh, outlawing Jewish settlers, and all they want to do is defend themselves. But this is the problem. In some cases, because uh, our, you know, it's like everywhere in the world, your police and your soldiers, they can't be everywhere at one time. So these guys with their guns, not in this video, but in other cases, uh, they can't afford to wait for the government or the police or the soldiers to turn up. They have to defend themselves. Well, we themselves. can't wait either. We can't wait either. Yeah. We, had, we had a sheriff yeah. in Milwaukee County, David Clark. When he was sheriff several years ago, said everybody in Milwaukee County that's legally uh, able to get one should get a gun because we'll be there just in time to take the police report. You're going to be on your own. And that's where we are now. They're, they show up in time to take the police report. Very rarely do the cops show up and take someone down. It's generally yeah. the person gets murdered and they take the report or the person right. there with a gun ends the situation and defends innocent life as this man did. Very rarely right. do the cops get there in time to do anything. And sadly, a lot of times when they do, they stand outside and I don't know what they do. They stand outside and chit chat for a while, and let kids get slaughtered inside of school, as we saw in Texas. But I want to go to this. This is what's making all the national news. What is going on in this video right here, please? Oh my gosh, Brandon, it's a mess. So what's happening is yesterday, uh, a number of trucks with humanitarian aid came into uh, Gaza, dropped off the supply. And while the crowd saw this food coming in, they all rushed to the trucks and there were stampedes and people got crushed and people died. Yeah, and it was all Israel, all Israel's fault, right? All Israel's fault. You guys yeah. did it all because what I'm hearing from some of the people that work for me is they're getting texts and emails, people asking, you defend Israel all the time, but Israel just killed 100 in the Gaza. Really? No, I don't think they did. I think what happened was 
there was 38 trucks. Israel was bringing 38 trucks and helping secure the way for 38 trucks to bring humanitarian aid. Things got out of hand, and when the IDF started getting overrun and they felt like they were going to be at risk of their life, they shot some in the legs. But these 100 yeah. people, they weren't murdered by the IDF, were no, they? No, no. You, your report was right on. That's exactly what I read. That's the exact reports that I see what our news is putting out. They they were felt endangered, so they 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 shot, like you said, the legs. Um, but this is exactly what the media does. Just like a few days after October the seventh, do you remember when that hospital was uh, was bombed, Brandon? Yep. Oh yeah. And 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 without any investigation, the whole world blamed Israel. And this is exactly the same thing happening. And it's a mess because the world is just uh, using this. And now they're saying that there needs to be a ceasefire. Tell me, what has this got to do with a ceasefire? This has got nothing to do. If if uh, this is just uh, this is one thing, Israeli uh, forces going in and fighting Hamas terrorists is a completely different. I think we should stick now. Let me let me say, um, in defense of those who are judging Israel, um, this has been going on in our news all day today, and I've been following it. Were we irresponsible? Should we have been more responsible? These are big questions. It's very easy looking back in hindsight uh, because now we know what happened, and you know the first thing is. Israel said, this is not our responsibility. We will allow the humanitarian aid to come in. That's what you're calling for. Okay, we'll let it come through. Should we have monitored it? Should we have been in charge? Or should we at least have overseen people uh, who are responsible for, for being in charge of it? Big questions. But certainly we are not guilty of uh, first degree murder. And uh, but this is how it's being looked upon and how it's being turned upon us. Yeah, indeed. Indeed it is. Here's another headline. The Israeli Air Force Iran unit to focus on preparations for long range operations. Uh, apparently your, your Israeli Air Force is practicing flying over to Iran and taking out their nuclear program, correct? Well, yes, that's correct. We've been working on that for a long time. We have been purchasing some of these weapons, stealth F-35, F-22s, remodifying it so that it can fly longer, and even um, uh, working in conjunction with the American Air Force with your B-52 so that we can refuel uh, in mid-air and also... Uh, probably about a year and a half ago, I gave a report that I believe it was Azerbaijan. Uh, I might have got that uh, that country right. No, I think it's Azerbaijan that they, uh, who are right on the border of uh, Iran, they ha uh, made peace with Israel and have allowed Israel to use their territory to launch from. So that would help us as far as long range. But uh, we are indeed doing exercises 
And uh, that's a, that is a um, the fact that you and I can see it and we know about it. You know, uh, the the IAF they want the Iranians to know about it as well. I bet They're they do. Message. I bet they do. Yeah. Here's a sad story. Hamas claims seven hostages killed in captivity in Gaza. Um, how many do you think you have left alive over there? Oh, Brandon, this is a big question that we don't know. By the way, if you can go back to that picture, are you aware of those that who those three men are? I I, I am not. I am not. I've seen those I've seen are, their pictures and video. I think of them in the past, but no. Well, Brandon, they are three Jewish men that were kidnapped, and look what the Hamas men have done to them. They have shaved them off and they've made them look like Muslims. Mm. That they're, they're humiliating them, and uh, they're they're they're. Uh, making fun of them to uh to their muslim brothers by sh by showing we're, we're going to turn them into muslims so they're, they're they're shaving their head and having them grow their sharia beard yeah exactly mm. shame on them yeah absolutely um so let's see what else do i have before i let you go tonight i wanted to i wanted to touch on that uh you, you guys don't know how many hostages are alive do you know you guys have any idea well, we we believe, according to the numbers that have officially been called to be dead, uh, it's probably in and around the hundred. But uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, he said, before there is even any preliminary discussions about any ceasefire or prisoner of exchange, we want a list of the names of people who are alive. So we're putting the ball back in uh, Hamas's uh, uh, court and uh, let's see what they can come up with. Let's see, because uh, there are all kinds of reports, speculations that we don't know uh, if any are alive, but what we what we are speculating as well, uh, or, or in, uh, in line with what we're talking about, is Sinwa, Yahya Sinwa, we have found the place where he laid, uh, uh, where he was, um, uh, he he was living, under the ground. That's a Hamas he, leader. Hamas leader. The, yeah, one of the three Hamas. He's the one under the ground who stayed there. Now we believe we know exactly where he is, but this is the problem. The reports are that he is totally surrounded by the kidnapped people. So he, mm. he's using them it's human as shields, a, human shields, as, as shields. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's go that, to this. And, and so our, our defense forces are, they, they have to make some tough decisions. Yes, they do. Here we go. Closing uh, article tonight. Jewish dentist killed two others wounded in San Diego shooting. This was a, uh, I read another report on it. He was an Orthodox Jewish man. And the shooter is a former patient, I guess, a Mohammed, Mohammed, a Muslim yeah. dude. Uh, yeah. Shot this uh, Orthodox Jewish dentist again. Um, well, Brandon, you said you said a couple of months ago, quite strongly. You said if I was Jewish, yes, I would be thinking about getting out of wherever I live and going to Israel. Yep, yep. And uh, this is uh, this is uh, we Jews, and I've quoted this verse before. Jeremiah the prophet said, "I'll send many fishes." And then afterwards, I'll send many hunters. And we're getting hunted down all around the world. No matter where the Jews are, we're getting hunted. You are. Uh, all right. Thanks for the report. Uh, appreciate you coming on late tonight. We'll probably get a report Pleasure. quick sun Sunday morning from you as well. 
It seems things seem okay, to move so fast. Like to the nations ministry.com. Like to the nations ministry.com. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Brandon. God bless. You too, my Bye. friend. And of course, folks, I want to remind you that we're able to do all this because of your help and your sponsorship with us. Uh, Aaron uh, was a full-time tour guide. And when October 7th broke out and the tour shut down, we said, come work with us. And we do. We, 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 we provide him with uh, an honorarium for what he does for us. He's brought to you by our foundation. Our foundation gives him an honorarium to bring us these broadcasts and ministry reports and updates for ministry and educational purposes. So if you appreciate the fact we bring him on, uh, we want to keep bringing him on, but we need a man. A workman is worthy of his hire. A workman is worthy of his hire, right? So help us continue to uh, support Aaron to give these reports to us. Please consider going now to wvwfoundation.com and making a contribution of any amount. Would you please do that? wvwfoundation.com. Here's another way you can support us and I think support your help at the same time. melissahousebg.com. This is an elixir that I take twice a day. I don't have a full one because I, I take them. <laughs> I, the, the prop I end up taking at the news desk, so I needed some energy, so I took one. It's collagen, cat's claw, which is an anti-inflammatory. It also includes uh, astaxanthin, which is loaded with antioxidants to take on those free radicals. So, folks, uh, try it. You can just click the top right-hand corner, order a box, or, or just get the subscription. Just get the subscription like we do. Melissa and I take it twice a day. You can take it once a day if you want. We take it twice a day. Uh, again, when you go back to the main page, melissahousebg.com, you can find all all the scientific clinical trials. We're getting so many wonderful emails from so many of you that are taking this and the remarkable results you're receiving. And it's great to hear all those testimonials from you guys. There's also the scientific trials that I think you ought to read, folks. Why are you not taking this? Uh, you're going to be like me. You're going to get it and you're never going to want to be without it because uh, I, I cannot tell you the number of benefits I've had. Well, I can actually, but time will not allow. MelissaHouseBG.com, MelissaHouseBG.com. Another place you need to go real quick is WVWTVStore.com, WVWTVStore.com. Right now we have our uh, freeze-dried food half off, half off our freeze-dried food as far as the shipping, half off the shipping of the freeze-dried food. But we don't just have freeze-dried food. We also have emergency supplies. Folks, who knows what these globalist and evil people are planning? I hope your family is ready. I personally have about two plus years of food. Not only do I need enough for my family and the folks that work for me, but then I also want to have enough to barter with. So if you're looking for emergency freeze-dried food as well as emergency supplies, check it out. Three month, six month, a year, two year. We also have survival seeds. That's uh, heirloom seeds, meaning you, 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 you plant the uh, vegetables and you get the seeds right out of the vegetables, okay? We have all kinds of emergency supplies. Click that at the top. Gas masks, uh, uh, off-the-grid ovens, uh, stainless steel coffee pots. We have um, 100-hour candles. Did you know we have potassium iodine, which, again, will protect your thyroid in the event of a nuclear event or a dirty bomb? We have uh, medical emergency bags. We have uh, extra, extra sutures that you can buy right there at the top right-hand corner. Extra sutures you can buy. So, again, you can add that to your surgical kit, which comes with sutures, but you might need a few more. We have... Uh, water purifiers and the filters. We have the uh, little stoves and you put the kindling and the wood under it, start a very simple little fire, don't need a lot, to boil the water with the pot and then the boiled water is what you use to make your freeze-dried food. 
Think through the process. It's all there for you. We have five gallon collapsible water carrier. Again, think through the process. We have so much of it for you right there at wvwtvstore.com. And again, we have half off the shipping of our freeze dried food right now. You might want to take advantage of it. You not only can order it online, but you could also use that number right there, 901-468-9357, 901-468-9357, otherwise wvwtvstore.com. And then don't forget, we put all of these shows at worldviewtube.com, worldviewtube.com. When you go there, there's my radio show already from today. So when you go there, you'll find all the archives of all the shows I do. I put them on my website, worldviewtube.com, worldviewtube.com. We have news. Click that. You get the articles, radio shows, the MP3s. You get that. So all of it at worldviewtube.com. All right. And don't forget, we've just launched the brand new website of patriot.tv as well. All right. I will be back Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central with General Flynn in the skiff with General Michael Flynn, 9 a.m. Central. Uh, and then right after General Flynn, I'll be here live Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Central, live right here at Patriot.tv and WorldViewTube.com with Worldview Report Sunday. These are two one hour, two shows, each one hour, give you a two hour block of alternative to the liberal corporate mainstream media's propaganda news programs on Sunday morning. You have an alternative in the skiff with General Flynn, 9 a.m. Central, Brandon House, 10 a.m. Central, Worldview Report, both streaming at worldviewtube.com, worldviewtube.com, and patriot.tv. All right. Hey, thank you so much for watching and for your support. Till next time, I'm Brandon House. May God save America. Take care.